All right, guys. Hey, my name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton Sehan. I'm so excited again to have Miss Barbara Lamb, the legend, with us here today. Uh, this topic is near and dear to my heart, actually. Um, we're going to talk about the hybrid programs, um, seeding. Uh, I actually found Miss Barbara through a documentary called The Extraordinary, The Seedings, and it talks about um, how women have been abducted and men have been abducted and used for hybrid programs and different things. Um, I actually was very interested in this because years ago I was in Wyoming and I was approached by a pastor there who, for whatever reason, contacted me and let me know that she had been dealing with um, up to 40 women who all had similar stories of mm -hmm. being taken um feeling like, you know, something happened, have some of them having memories, some of them not, um, and then being um, brought back and realizing that they were pregnant. And um, once they found out that they were pregnant, some of them um, had gotten back to the lady and basically said, all of a sudden the baby was gone or missing within a certain period of time. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know why she, I didn't end up getting to speak with any of these people. And I have a kind of a feeling why um, I was picked to, um, to even have that information. Um, but uh, anyway, so this is what we're going to talk about today. I'm really, really excited. I think some of you might be interested in this and who knows, um, maybe either had some experience with this or know someone who is, but before we get started, just want to remind everybody, go to swiftfire.org or drsharnell.com. You can get on our newsletter. You could see all of our resources, books, CDs, classes, bioscans, soul audits, lots of different frequency things, all the fun things. And um, But more importantly, hit the like button, share, so be a subscriber, hit that notification. That way you know all the shows that are coming up, what we have in store, all the great things that we've talked about in the past all the way up to the future and we just enjoy you love you guys thanks for all the members and all the support and uh welcome craig to the show my co-host and yeah yeah it's good to have to be back and to have barbara back again because uh i love these really out there conversations and and you know barbara's got a lot of experience in this field with her regressions and and just to hear some of what she's got to say about it is going to be amazing and I appreciate it. it is pretty out there for many people, but I mean, the world is getting weirder and weirder. So uh, why don't we just jump in two footed? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, Miss well, Barbara has been on with us a couple times before, and we actually already, we're going to have her on again after this um, for another topic. But for this topic, Miss Barbara, how in the world did you get involved in this with you yourself? I'd love to hear your story. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's cut, go back to the very beginning of doing anything like this at all. Um, in 1976, a long time ago, I was licensed as a psychotherapist and have continued that work all of these years. And um, then in 1984, I began to be trained as a past life regression therapist and did five years of training and learned toward the end of that time that there was such a thing as people being visited by unusual beings who were not human and um, often taken away for a while. 
uh, a, you know, relatively short while, but anyway, taken away. And that um, we were, those of us who were doing past life regression therapy uh, were warned about this by the trainer in our last module of training. And uh, I had never heard of this sort of thing before that. I had seen um, E.T. movie and I had loved it. And I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind and I loved it. And I totally assumed that anything that had to do with UFOs or extraterrestrial beings was just science fiction. And so for, you know, oh, quite a number of years, probably 10, 11, 12 years, that's what I thought. But in 1991, um, a young woman came to me for uh, having regressions to these very disturbing to her experiences that she was having quite frequently of waking up in the night and noticing that there were some really strange beings in her room and they were definitely not human beings. And how did they get there and what do they want? You know, so she she was really traumatized and her mother had found me and asked me to work with her, um, which I did. We had six sessions, each one with a different experience that she had had. And by the way, different beings too, different extraterrestrial beings. And at the end of that time that I worked with her, of over a period of about six weeks or so, she decided that she was really okay with it after all, mm -hmm. that she didn't mind these visitors now that she knew what they had been doing with her. And they had helped her on at least two occasions by physically healing something that she had wrong. So anyway, um, I realized after working with her that, oh, okay, that would be all right if I work with anybody else who might on the off chance come um, with those kinds of complaints of having had those visitors. And I didn't really think anybody would come, but they did. In fact, now it's it's been um, a few thousand people who have come for regressions to their experiences with the other beings, the extraterrestrial beings. So in the 1990s, um, I was noticing that with some of the people who were coming to me, that they were complaining really about suddenly finding that they were pregnant. And they didn't, in many cases, didn't know how they could be pregnant because they hadn't even been with a man for quite a long time. Um, or if they had a regular male partner, they were using birth control. But suddenly, anyway, here they were pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it was always a mystery. And not only that, but the pregnancy seemed to be removed, just gone, vanished, um, after a month and a half or two or two and a half months of gestation in the womb. And that was a mystery too. So with some of these women I was working with um, in the 1990s and ever since then as well, 
um, that this was happening to a lot of the women who were coming to me. Not all of the women who came to me to explore their extraterrestrial encounters, but many, many of them had. Um, also, men were coming to me who had had their part of this hybrid reproductive program going on. And um, so it came out in many of the regressions that they had been taken, often for years, uh, taken again and again, and sperm had been removed from them. And they usually had wondered why, why on earth are they doing this? Or I should say, why in space are they doing this? So anyway, it began to come to my attention that there seemed to be a real hybrid program going on so that we did a number of regressions with men and women separately um, about their part in this program and gradually over time learn more and more about it. So I would like to say right up front that not all species of extraterrestrials seem to be involved in a hybrid program, but many, many of the different kinds of species are involved in this. And they have given a number of reasons for creating hybrids. Uh, the most prevalent one that comes the most often, the reason is because their species is in danger of dying out, becoming extinct. And different groups of beings have given reasons for that. Uh, they have been reproducing their own kind for so many millennia, um, I mean, probably thousands, millions of years, and that um, that has sort of weakened the race by doing that. Uh, some often when we mix with another kind of race or species, that strengthens our species by having those offspring. So that's one reason the danger of being becoming extinct. Um, another reason is that um, they have lost their ability to reproduce because they have done so much space travel over the millions of years and have picked up a lot of radiation from space wow. and that has diminished their ability to reproduce offspring. Um, other reasons too have been given and this all comes out in regressions that I have done. Um, they, some of the uh, beings are very spindly from our point of view, uh, very thin and not as robust, not as strong as we physical human beings are. And so they would like to have some of that more physically robust um, aspect to their offspring. Um, another group of extraterrestrials said in one of the regressions that they, they want to create offspring that have more emotion like we do. Um, many of the extraterrestrial species 
seem to have little or no capacity for emotion. And they see us, they see us as having a wide range of intense emotions. And they see that it really makes a difference in life. It makes life very, very interesting. Whereas, can you imagine that if you didn't have any emotion at all, negative or positive, how how dull life would be? I've met a few people like that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I wasn't going to say, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to name names, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, so we humans might have intellect that would make things interesting to us, but but if we didn't have emotions, what a different world this would be. Mm. That That's an interesting thought to sort of get your head around if, if you would care to do so. Anyway, um, some of these extraterrestrial beings really notice vehemently um, that we do have this capacity for all kinds of emotions. And it is very prevalent in our society and our entertainment, our news, everything, really, when you think about it. So by creating a hybrid with a human, they hope that the hybrid offspring will have at least some capacity for emotion, which they wouldn't have previously had. Uh, and some of the beings really would like to have um, the more robust physical bodies that we humans have, because some of them are very thin, very spindly. I used that word before, because uh, that's how they are often described in these regressions. And so in other words, more weak physically, and they would like to have more physical stamina. So they feel that the ET human hybrids would be stronger in that physical sense. Uh, they also like our quality of creativity. I mean, probably every human being in the whole world has some kind of creative ability. We have a huge range of what we consider creative. And um, even though they are very intelligent and um, very superior in terms of creating technology, um, they, they don't have a great range of creativity. They, so many of the species don't have anything like any of the arts um, or music or uh, drama or, or dance or any of the many, many arts and crafts that people get involved with here. And they realize that that is a very interesting aspect of life to us. It really means a lot. And they would like to have that among their species as well. And then there was a group of extraterrestrials who said to one of my clients that they would like to create friendly ambassadors. In other words, uh, beings who are part human and would understand humanity and what it's like to be a human being and part extraterrestrial 
and therefore able to understand that race of beings and that culture. And that with space travel um, increasing all the time, not only with them, but with us humans, uh, they would like to create ambassadors who can go back and forth from Earth to their civilization and back again and help each civilization to further understand each other better so that we can get along together. I, I really like that reason. I think that's that's a very, very good one. That has mutual benefit for us to know more about them because they do exist whether we believe it or not and um, helps them to further understand humanity. And there are other reasons too, but those are the, the main reasons given for the hybrid program. I have personally seen no evidence that hybrids are created so that they can come and take over the earth. I know that that is a theory held by some people, but all I can say is I just have not seen any evidence for that uh, whatsoever. It, it seems like the reasons for hybridization, from my point of view, make a lot of sense. Uh, so I'm not saying I am excusing it or fostering it. I just think it makes a lot of sense. So we'll go on from them there. Um, we'll talk about how the hybridization is done. And there's uh, uh, two typical ways that it seems to happen. Uh, one is that on a certain occasion, eggs are taken from a human female. And on another occasion, sperm is taken from a human man. Now, those procedures might be done right here on Earth at the home of that woman or that man. Um, and sometimes they seem to be done on the ship. These procedures are done. And then the person is, of course, returned to his or her life here on Earth. So you've got the eggs from the female, even as young as four years old. Wow. I've known little girls who have had um, eggs taken from them way back early in childhood. And of course it can happen any age, usually up through the female's menopause. And then I've known of men uh, whom I have regressed uh, who have had sperm taken. Usually as far as I know from my regressions um, that it's done when the uh, male is becoming sexually mature. So that might be around age 10, 11, 12, 13 or so. Uh, it might happen earlier, but I am not personally aware of that. Wow, that's young. Yeah. So a lot of people have had these experiences happen when they're young like this. And of course, they uh, they are made to be out of conscious awareness during these. So once in a while, a person will have a little glimpse, a little flash of a memory 
or they might remember the beginning of the experience when the beings actually come to them, which is usually when they're asleep at night, but it could happen at any time when they're awake as well. And um, so they might remember that and not remember the procedures mm -hmm. that were done. But the details of that can all come out very easily in these hypnotic regressions. Okay, so once the sperm is taken from the man and the egg from the woman or boy or girl, um, it is mixed together by the extraterrestrials. I kind of picture it like uh, mixing it in a glass Petri dish. But anyway, it's mixed together, uh, forming an embryo. In other words, conception happens right there in the little container that they're mixing this in. And then extraterrestrial genetics are added to that embryo. And from the work that I've done, a lot of work with this sort of thing, um, it's not only genetics from one species of extraterrestrials, but often it's a mixture of genetics, DNA from a variety of beings who seem to be working together in this project. So anyway, there's a little embryo that's created. And then on a certain occasion, the woman is taken again, the woman who had had the eggs taken from her. And then this little embryo is implanted right there in her uterus. And that's when she will uh, carry that for a few weeks and, and begin to realize that she feels pregnant. Maybe she's been pregnant before, so she knows what it feels like. Maybe she's already had human children, or maybe not. Uh, maybe this is her first time to feel pregnant. And she'll usually go to a doctor and be examined, and, and that will be verified that, yes, indeed, she is pregnant. And different women have different feelings about this. Uh, some women you know, have not been with a man for a long time or maybe ever. And yet here she is being pregnant and it just doesn't make any sense. But when the doctor validates it, you know, what can she do? I mean, she just prepares for adjusting to the fact that she's pregnant and, and prepares for having a baby. But then after about two months or maybe two and a half months, she suddenly realizes that she's not pregnant. She doesn't feel pregnant anymore. And that's a mystery, of course. Wow. And yet she hasn't had a miscarriage. Or she didn't get an abortion, but she just doesn't seem to have the symptoms of pregnancy. And she'll go to the doctor and the doctor will say, oh, my goodness, you're not pregnant anymore. And the, of course, the woman will wonder, well, what happened? Because I didn't have a miscarriage. I didn't have an abortion, which, of course, the doctor would have already asked her about. And um, so it's just gone. That's all. It's just simply gone. And um, the doctor will often say something like, well, once in a while, the embryo pulls away from the wall of the uterus 
and just gets absorbed into the rest of the woman's body. So that's a, a reason given, I, I would call it an excuse, but little have they known that that embryo was taken for the woman and put on the ship into a gestation tank. Uh, many experiencers whom I have worked with and who had this happen, uh, they describe it as a glass tank, kind of uh, a couple of people described it sort of like, like a big pickling jar sort of shape. Um, and the jar is uh, filled with a gestational fluid so that the embryo can grow and develop and gestate for, you know, the full nine months. And, um, and this, this jar seems to be uh, connected to some sort of monitoring equipment, which is probably monitoring things like temperature and chemical component of that fluid and um, making sure that everything is okay with the developing embryo. So it develops into a fetus and then into a baby. And when the uh, baby seems to be full term, uh, the baby is removed from that tank and wrapped in swaddling clothes and, um, and then raised as a baby by the extraterrestrial beings. Uh, so that's what seems to be happening. And those babies, of course, develop into toddlers and into children and into teenagers and into adults. And uh, very often uh, the mother who had gestated that, that embryo and who had um, had the eggs taken for it in the first place, very often that mother is taken on the ship and shown that baby. Sometimes when the baby is just barely quote unquote newborn and sometimes when the baby has uh, been allowed to grow to a few months old and but anyway the human mother is always asked to hold that baby to cuddle it to nurture it to give it love and some women just take enormously well to that and are immediately full of motherly reactions and emotions and do hold and give love to that baby, even though the baby looks a bit different than she would expect her child to look. Uh, usually they do have bigger eyes and maybe their face shape is a little bit different. Their head shape might be larger than most of our human babies' head shapes. And um, and if they open the clothing of the baby, they notice it's usually very, very thin um, and kind of spindly looking. And uh, sometimes the mothers actually worry about the well-being of that baby because it looks so sort of thin and, and spindly. And the color of the skin is, is usually not like the color of our baby skins. It's usually paler, uh, very often described as sort of grayish. Um, 
depending on the species uh, that is doing this reproductive program. Um, but so some mothers are just sort of horrified to, to realize that they've got this rather strange looking baby and it's being told that it's theirs. Uh, and so some of them just don't want anything to do with it or some of them will hold the baby rather than reluctantly. And usually it's explained to the woman that because this baby is partly human, they know that this baby needs nurturing from the human mother. And sometimes when a woman has been sort of repulsed by this hybrid baby, um, and then that is explained to her, she will feel a softening going on in her and think, oh, okay, okay, I, I'll, I'll be more nurturing to this baby. And some people I know and have worked with have had hybrid babies and children, and they follow the growth and the development of that hybrid child from, you know, early infancy through uh, babyhood, toddlerhood, childhood, teenage years, even young adult years. And in other words, uh, as those years go by, they continue to have visits on the ship with those hybrid children and really keep track with them. And in some cases, develop what they consider a really wonderful relationship with those hybrid children. I, mean, I know quite a number of women who have a lot of love for those children and really wish that they could bring them back to earth and raise them here. But of course, those children are usually not human enough in proportion so that they would survive here. And they are always told, no, sorry, this child will continue to live with us where it can survive and thrive, but it would not survive living on earth. So men also, of course, often are taken to see the hybrid baby that was born with their sperm, which had been removed, and men also have a variety of reactions, just like we humans have a variety of reactions about just about everything. And so um, there are some men who um, are asked to hold the baby and uh, will willingly do that, even though the baby looks a little bit strange. And, um, and, and some just really don't want anything to do with it and would not want to have that child here on earth because that child just looks too different. Uh, so you've got a whole variety of reactions happening about that amongst men. So uh, those hybrids grow up on the ship and sometimes they're seen by people when they have these encounters and are taken to the ship. Um, sometimes, for instance, if there's some sort of medical procedure going on for the person on the ship, uh, they'll, I always have them 
ask you know what they see around them and they will describe the beings who might be around the table that they might be lying on and i will say after they've described the beings who are there i'll say well do you see anybody else in the room and sometimes they will say oh yeah i i see a couple of human men over there at some distance and i'll say well take a good look at them and and tell me what you see and uh the more they describe them uh and focus on them the more they realize oh i thought they were human but no they're not they're not really human and it turns out that those beings are hybrid beings who have grown up on the ship. So the hybrids who are on the ship, they seem to take their place in working with the extraterrestrial beings in whatever procedures those beings are doing. They become part of that whole society. And as far as we can see, they spend their lives living on the ships and in some cases, we have been told that um, the uh, hybrids who are living on the planet that that main species has come from, and rather than living on the ships. So people who have these experiences are given various kinds of information about the hybrids and where the hybrids are and what the hybrids are doing. But there's always the fact that these hybrids cannot come and live here on Earth with us because they're not human enough in proportion. Now, there's an exception to this, and that is that when a hybrid is created and then that hybrid grows up, that hybrid might be combining uh, reproductively with another human. And then that offspring, of course, would be two-thirds human and one-third extraterrestrial. And then if that hybrid grows up and combines with another human reproductively, uh, then, of course, that being is even more human in proportion. So it may be that there are some of those hybrids living amongst us and they would look human enough uh, to pass for a human and to get along here, to be able to withstand our bacteria and our viruses. So it's very possible that we may have some of that type of human here living amongst us. Uh, that's still kind of a mystery. There are a lot, a lot of theories about that. I can't say that that is definitely true or not true, but it is a likely possibility. Now, can I, can I, I was just going to say, um, I had similar, I had memories of the one that you were talking about with um, my mom being pregnant, I remember seeing a needle come in, feeling like there was a, something going on, manipulation, being in the womb and trying to get away from 
this. And um, as I've shared with you before, years later, um, in 2019, in January 2019, I actually met the the being that did this. Um, and at first, I was so terrified um, by the, the look of this being um that I, I thought I was going to die <laughs> it was very scary um but instantly what happened is I actually saw in the eyes there was like a softening that first it was like very um like no emotions and then I actually did see like a softening in the just very subtle and I heard I'm so sorry. I heard it was telepathic and I felt the feelings of this thing. And, um, and then it it wasn't long and it was gone, but it was like a confirmation and, or some, I felt like there was like, it was under orders to do it. Number one, and really didn't feel like it, he wasn't, or she, whatever, wasn't the reason why there was someone up and above that. Um, one thing but number two you know you mentioned the feelings and the non-feelings um and the creative aspects um I always it was my understanding through that is that it was some sort of way to um to create better um because they are not able to create because all creation comes through the heart from being you know from those feelings which we as humans don't always love the feelings that we have right. um, and try to push them down and not feel them and don't want the experience at times um right. but yeah this is a big um part of the recipe of being able to manifest and to create through what you feel and so um i just wanted to insert that because i thought that was important to you know for people to really embrace the humanity that we do have um because there's a lot of things out there that are really jealous about that um yes they like some of those components yes well thank you you know i consider that a very precious sharing what what you went through It, it is and so um you apparently have that mixture in you so well this is a good segue you talking about the other kind of hybrids and um those are hybrids who um are really here as i believe you are to serve humanity to help to raise the consciousness of humanity so uh what happens reproductively um is quite similar in, in that um, eggs are taken from the woman and sperm from the man. If the woman is married, uh, then the sperm is taken from her husband. If she's not um, engaged with a man, um, it would be taken from another male of their choice. And then um, the little embryo is formed as I have described and extraterrestrial genetics are added to that mixture, to that little embryo, and that is planted in the human mother, usually without her knowing that that that's going on. 
And the difference here is that then that hybrid will be left in the, the woman's womb and will grow to full maturity, will gestate fully, and will be born uh, the way that we give birth to our human babies here on Earth. Another method of uh, creating that hybrid um, is that the woman uh, will be pregnant already, and usually by about the fifth or sixth month during the pregnancy, she'll be taken by the beings and given an injection through the wall of her abdomen and the wall of the uterus into the fetus as you had that happen to you. And um, and then she, uh, that, that baby that she's already gestating uh, will become a hybrid, part human, part extraterrestrial. And in the cases that I know, about that, um, the genetics seem to come from more than one species. So there are a group of different species beings who work together and each one of those species will contribute their DNA. So these hybrid babies uh, have quite an interesting mixture of extraterrestrial races in them. So those babies develop full term in the mother's womb and are born the way that we give birth to all of our human babies here on earth. And they are raised here. They live their whole lives here, but they do have many, many visits from the beings who gave their genetics and they have um, trips uh, with beings to their spaceships and they have many adventures. They usually consider them adventures. And it's a privilege to them, a joy to them to have these extraterrestrials visit them. Because after all, in, in a way, they are actually biologically relatives of the person. Uh, so it's it's just amazing to me the hybrids of this type who are living with us uh, who have uh, been written about in the book which Miguel Mendonca and I uh, wrote together, the book called Meet the Hybrids. And the subtitle of that book, I love that, is The Lives and Missions of E.T. Ambassadors on Earth. So it seems like wow. from all the work that I have done with many, many of these people who are hybrids, uh, the main purpose of their becoming a hybrid, being made as a hybrid, is to help humanity, to help raise the consciousness of humanity, and to let humanity know about the existence of these other beings whom we call extraterrestrial beings. So it's a way of bringing their civilizations into our awareness, just like we are in their awareness. Um, Did, have you ever, have you, I'm sorry, have you ever heard of um, 
them being named because my mom was actually given my name and then she forgot it. And uh -huh. it wasn't until after I was born, she was not going to name me anything except for the name they had given her because she was committed to that, but she couldn't remember it. And then she went to a baby shower and there were two ladies there who one had a Sharon and one had a something Nell. And all of a sudden it like came back and she was like, oh yeah, that's it. And I mean, I was born at 333. The doctor who delivered me was Dr. Harold Messenger. I thought that was interesting, like do do do, Harold, and just like all these weird things. But um, have you ever heard about them being named? Um, or no, I cannot say that I have heard of that, but I think that's very plausible. It's certainly very very possible. Interesting, right? Yeah. Well, that that's thank you for that. That's that's a lovely sharing. <laughs> you you have talked to me plenty for sure like um for the if, if you guys haven't had a regression with her she mm -hmm. helped me put a lot of dots together not just with that but what i shared this earlier with um the max Spears stuff and then the whole confusion about like i was really with these memories and knowing how things happen i was very confused about the father piece because i do look like my dad and act like my dad and I was like really distraught about like well what's is my dad my dad and you know all of this just very confusing um but you helped me tremendously and able to like go nope everybody's still your family and you know this is yeah. fine mm -hmm. and kind of like ease my heart a little bit a little bit yeah, yeah. Yes. well I can really appreciate that that's been confusing to you and um most likely uh, the beings had taken sperm from your actual father and of course the eggs from your actual mother. So they really are your parents with just happen to have this other mixture of genetics in you. Um, but many of these children, uh, these hybrids, when they are children living here on earth, they express things like well, you're not my real family. My real family is out there. And um, that's very, very common. I don't know if, Charnel, if you had had that kind of feeling. I, uh, yeah, I did feel, I've always felt different for sure. And I always do remember telling my parents that they were watching me, that, that they, especially from the moon, I knew that the moon was following me, the people, whatever's on the moon was following me and that they were watching me. Um, yeah. And I remember sitting on a radiator at my grandparents' house all the time, like looking out the window, waiting for them, you know, um, wondering when they were going to come, feeling very homesick um, most of my yeah. life. You know, those kind of yeah. things, which I think yeah. everybody feels like that to some level, too. And it makes me wonder, like, how many of how many are there of hybrids? And even like the Jesus story, like that might make some people mad. But, you know, <laughs> Craig, we were talking about like the whole, you know, Jesus immaculate conception. Like, what what if we're I think we're all hybrids, honestly, in some aspect. Yeah, well, there certainly are very strong theories about that, that that the whole human race uh, was created um, as a hybrid species, you know, millennia, millennia, millennia ago, uh, whenever human civilization began, 
Uh, we may have been hybridized way back then. And um, there certainly are well-developed theories about that, especially from Zechariah Sitchin and his um, research about the Anunnaki extraterrestrial beings coming and um, creating human beings from a combination of their genetics and um, earlier life forms here on Earth. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a very prevalent theory. Um, I don't know that that will ever get absolutely proved, uh, but it's certainly very interesting to consider. So, and then, then we even have stories mm -hmm. in the Bible about the Nephilim. The Nephilim were not really humans, but but they were here. And uh, you know, as the Bible story goes, they they found the women here, the females, to be very fair, in other words, appealing. And um they, those may have been earlier developed human earlier in development humans and created the humans that that we have continued to be today. So so I think uh, you've got a really good point, Charnel, that um, it may be that all humans are hybridized anyway from, you know, many multi, multi thousands of years ago. So if that is true, uh, then, you know, that's really not such a bizarre idea that it's been happening um, in our times. Yeah. So anyway... I want to go on more about these hybrids on Earth because I think that they are absolutely wonderful. And I think it's a privilege to be a hybrid living on Earth. At least all the people I know who turn out to be hybrids living here, they're all here for service mm. to humanity. And they're all wanting to help human beings to know about the other very intelligent beings in space. And many of those beings in space are really excellent, uh, wonderful beings. So the hybrids I know who have, even from the very, very earliest days, expressed missing their real family and their real family, they'll point up to the sky They'll point up to the moon, point up to a particular twinkling planet. Um, anyway, they always also express having felt different than everybody else here. They felt different than their family members. And yet they were assured, as you probably were, that um, your family members really are your family members. And that's true. They are. It's just that you have other ingredients in you as well. Uh, so all of these people, these hybrid people whom I've come to know, um, and some uh, I have researched at, at great length for the book Meet the Hybrids, um, they always felt different than even their other family members. And indeed, they are different because they have these other genetics in them. Uh, so they felt different from other children 
in the neighborhood or at school and all the way through school, they they maintain that feeling of, well, I just feel different than everybody else I see around me. And they also, from a very, very early age, realized that they had some unusual abilities uh, that all the other children around them, including their own family, didn't have. Uh, they had a whole range of psychic skills and they could understand people telepathy. They knew what people were thinking and feeling and they had the ability to heal, to physically heal. It might be a family member, it might be a friend who would need healing, it might be a little bird or a dog or a cat or you know any kind of life form. And they would notice that when they would pick up the 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 animal that uh, was hurting, was wounded or ill, that that the animal seemed to get better. They noticed that there was energy coming from them that other people didn't seem to have coming from them. So that healing ability was was there right from the very earliest days of the life of that hybrid person. And they all seem to be much more spiritually oriented, philosophically, metaphysically, spiritually oriented than all the other people around them, including their own families. And they would complain about the density of being here on earth that everything is more efforted to do, more dense to move through. And other people they noticed didn't ever talk about that. Uh, whatever these people, these hybrids thought was too dense. Other people thought, well, this is just normal. This is just the way it is. Um, then they had a whole range of psychic skills. They could do psychometry, um, telepathy, I mentioned. They could move things with their minds. Uh, they could, you know, bend spoons, of course, incredibly easily. And, and many other humans can do that with some effort. Um, anyway, they, they had a full range of psychic abilities, and they all had intelligence. Now, some of them also had something a bit different about their physical bodies, not that it would be a difference that would be noticed by anybody else, usually an internal difference. Like one of the hybrids in the book um, had a different bone consistency and it was eventually tested uh, when she was an adult. And, and it came back um, as a remarkable consistency that is not seen in other humans. Another one had a different blood consistency. Another one had uh, thumbs that kind of rounded out at, at the end, you know, more than anybody else she, she ever met. Um, another one, uh, a, a man who happened to be in England, Craig, um, uh, this man had an internal organ, which is usually in the lower abdomen, but that particular organ was up there in his 
chest. Uh, another one had different muscle consistency. Uh, but so these are things that would not be apparent on the outside of the person, but were discovered gradually medically uh, to be different about that person. Uh, once in a while, the, the skin is a bit different. It wouldn't necessarily look different to other humans, but um, if it was felt, it might be somewhat of a different texture of, of skin. What and about it, red skin? <laughs> red skin? You mean sunburned? <laughs> red skin, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> right. Well, um, yeah, there are humans who have many different kinds of skin anyway, but um, with the hybrids, it it might take more of the features of the skin of the beings who gave their genetics to this person. But anyway, the important thing is that these hybrids are really here to help humanity. And all of the hybrids interviewed at great length for our book, um, they, they all were told that they are here to help humanity uh, raise in consciousness enough uh, enough people raising in consciousness that we could join the Galactic Federation of Worlds because there are many, many different planets, many different species of extraterrestrials who belong to that federation. And that's a very positive body working for good. They would love to see humanity be qualified to join that federation, but we're far from it. Wow. We don't qualify because we're still waging wars. There are still shootings. There are murders. There's greed. There's, uh, you know, one group trying to take over the other in various ways. There are a lot of negative influences going on. Uh, so we, we don't nearly qualify yet to be part of the Galactic Federation. But these beings who give their genetics to certain people, they, they hope that these people will do that work to help humanity to raise in consciousness. The beings are also aware of the process of ascension that is going on and that, that we humans are in this long, slow process of ascending into a higher dimension. So they want these hybrids to be helping with that whole process. Uh, so it's basically, in fact, totally, as I can see it, a process that's helpful to humanity. And I think that we're very privileged to have these hybrids here. So the hybrids whom I know are all, like yourself, Charnel, are all doing things to help more people have information about these things. You know, they're holding podcasts, they're doing series, YouTube things. Some some cases they're making films, they're teaching classes, they're giving webinars, uh, they're holding workshops. They're meeting with people individually. 
to do an inspiring kind of counseling of those people to help them to develop spiritually. So they may not have a tremendous famous name, but they're here doing wonderful work. And the more followers that they have for their work, the better. And I see you, Charnel, as doing all of the above. Oh, oh thank you. So, so that's wonderful. And and the hybrids I know just feel so blessed that they get to do this good work. Yeah. Somehow make it work. I mean, they have financial responsibilities like the rest of us do. You know, they have to pay rent and buy food and all of the rest. Uh, so they they just feel very blessed that they get to do the work that they came to do, as well as to find a way to survive here. Yes. Awesome. So I, I have noticed that a number of these hybrid people, um, men and women, have combined with somebody in their lives who can um, take care of some of those material financial needs for the most part, which is a great blessing so that these people who are hybrids can do the work that they do, which often does not involve any kind of income. They're just giving it because they're inspired to give it. And so it's it's very wonderful when they do marry or have help um, by somebody who allows them to do their work, maybe even promotes their doing their work, and yet will take care of a lot of the earthy, uh, responsible financial needs. Yes. So, so that's that's very great. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful as they are grateful. Yes. This is so in their lives so that they can really concentrate on doing the work that they came here to do. Awesome. So I think it's a wonderful thing, frankly. I think it's a gift to humanity that there are these hybrids here working amongst us. And of course, being born here and primarily a human, um, that gives you the ability to withstand the viruses and the bacteria that the beings who gave you these genetics um, would not be able to withstand. That's why they cannot come here and live here and do this work themselves. So I think it's a brilliant solution, frankly, that because they cannot come here and do the upgrading that they would like to see done, that they create these hybrid beings who can do that work for them. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Craig, did you have something? I've, I've just been thinking um, about the, the, the concept of, of seeding. Um, is it such a thing where a certain genetic line can be seeded with a particular, I don't know, genetic or something um, that will be passed through from, from a, from a person to children and so on and so forth eventually it'll phase out through you know throughout the generations but is there something that is this a thing it's just 
come up in my mind as we've been talking um, where they will drop something and say a granddad or a, or a grandma or something and then that will be fed through generationally uh, for a certain amount of time. Is that a thing? Well, I think so. Um, because after all, when when a hybrid living here has children, some of those genetics get passed on. Uh, so, and then maybe when that child grows up and has children, uh, some of those genetics would pass on too. So maybe uh, with this process that uh, as the generations continue to be formed, that uh, we will have more and more extraterrestrial mixture in us. Now, I know about the hybrids or many of them who live here in the United States and England. Uh, some of our hybrids in Meet the Hybrids book um, are in England. Wonderful, wonderful people. And, um, you know, for all I know, it could be happening all over the world. So that, you know, Asian hybrids uh, may be passing those genetics on as they have children and those children have children and so on and maybe all over the world um this is happening I, I would expect that it probably is i just have not had the opportunity to personally work with uh people who are hybrids all over the world but i would imagine that it's happening yeah I'm really fascinated with the concept as well that um, what you said about us joining or or the desire for us to join with the Galactic Federation of Worlds, uh, which I do believe is a thing. I mean, um, Jaime shared the the Israeli space man, whatever you want to call it, uh, head of the Israeli Space Force, said that we are in touch with the Galactic Federation. Uh, so it's, it's on record that it's right. a thing. Um, and it's like in the certainly the past several years, like you, a lot of people have been activated, like something has switched on for people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that there could well be, um, like you say, a seeding or, a, a, you know, like a, a, an operation ongoing that things have been implanted into humanity. And it's like, boom, right now, be activated, because I think we're in a really crucial time with things that we're going through right now. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, we, like people like Charnel and, and 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 yourself, Barbara. I'd, I'd love to hear your story one day. All the it seems like millions of people around the world are having spiritual, like a spiritual awakening and experience. Yes. And I think it could be we could. I personally believe that we're in the day where we are going to take our our place in the cosmos. That we are going intergalactic, um, and and this kind of conversation is going to become increasingly popular. And not just fringe and you know um out there i think it's going to become a normal conversation that people on the streets are going to be having fairly okay. soon but, i mean would you agree with that does that does that resonate it resonates and, and i agree yeah. oh, good. <laughs> and uh, i appreciate your thinking about that and i think that that is is really going on that more and more people are, are becoming aware of that larger perspective, that larger framework. Um, while, of course, all kinds of negative things are going on, which, you know, cannot help but attract our attention. So you really got 
forces of light and forces of dark woo just right. you know bumping into each other and um but the good thing is that even with a lot of the negative things going on in the world and i'm aware of a lot of that um but still there are these good things going on you know good people and good hybrids and um you know a lot of this larger perspective higher perspective uh, is going on as well and people can choose people can choose what they want to focus on yes that's so yeah. important that's, that's very important because we are bombarded from all around with uh, negative ideas fearful fearful ideas going on and we're bombarded by bombarded by chemtrails and 5g and right you know, all kinds of you know pesticides and yeah uh, tamper drinking water and everything uh so it's just very it's an extremely interesting time that there are more abilities being used uh, on the negative side of things and yet there are also many people opening up to a greater awareness of the cosmos, life in the cosmos, of other dimensions, yeah. spirituality, the spiritual reality of who we really are as we're living these, these human lives, physical lives on earth. More and more people are awakening to the fact that our true selves are really spiritual beings. We are spiritual souls having a human experience. Yes. That's right. That's yeah, right. I was thinking too, uh, and I know we got to wrap up, but um, I had talked to you guys before about, um, I think I was in second grade and I was supposed to have a surgery. Um, I had constant strep throat and like ear infections they were talking about it was affecting my hearing and um they were going to do some sort of surgery with taking the tonsils out and doing something with my ears at the time and I remember being so afraid about having a surgery and like think you know I've had contact like throughout um and so I was like calling upon them God whoever in in my little bunk bed in my room um, mm -hmm. the night before the surgery. And, um, I rem I remember, um, feeling like something happened and not really being able to remember what happened. But the next day when I went to go have the surgery, we went to the base and there was someone there in front of me that was getting the anesthesia. And this kid was like really upset and screaming and crying. And we were out in the hallway and my mom saw that it was bothering me to hear this kid crying, knowing I was going to go in there next. And so she asked, can we go somewhere else? Or is, can we do something until it's her turn to go in there? Um, and they took me to, they said, well, let's go, you know, let's go to the sound booth and we'll do a quick, you know, test real quick. And when, when I got in there, my hearing was a hundred percent and they were like, what is going on? And so they checked my throat and everything was completely clear. No infection, no anything, no, no problems. Um, 
and I haven't had any problems ever since. And so that's something that's interesting that stuck out when you were talking about these um, people being healed or different things. Um, but also something that came to me just on this discussion is I remember either they sing the song Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star to me, or I would sing that back to them. But I remember feeling like really sad whenever I would hear that song, uh, like a deep, deep, like sadness of like, and being, you know, like how I wonder what you are, you know, like so far away out there, like where, come get me, just get off this planet, please. You know, just come get me, you know, but, um, yeah, I know. (laughs) What's that? I just said, but not much has changed. But right, right. I'm still like, what? But um, but speaking of children, you have a children's book too. And I didn't know if you could hold that up, if you have it anywhere nearby and share about that before we close. Yeah. Talk this to us about that. Kids Adventures with E.T. Friends in Space. So it has 18 different illustrated scenarios show you one or two of those awesome of beings in this case a little boy uh, has been taken on the ship and he was not feeling well he was somewhat sick and they gave him a glass of a green liquid that was a very (laughs) oh my god that's so crazy right when you were doing that i'm drinking my green liquid what that's so weird the child became immediately well and uh here's another one wow a child sitting on the floor a human child uh playing with other children uh some of which are hybrid children who are living on the ship and they are learning to do really fun things and amazing things like move things with their minds so they start with moving um like a very small feather and then they when they can do that when they when one of the child children can move it across this circle on the floor without touching it and then they go to uh and when they can all do that uh then they're given something um, a bit heavier, like a piece of paper. And then they practice moving that with their minds. Nice. They can all do that. Then they are given something a bit heavier, you know, and gradually getting heavier and heavier and until they can move a big ball, like a, a basketball, which has some considerable weight to it. When they can move that, not only across the floor, but up in the air, to each other, uh, then they're really on their way of being awesome. able to do that kind of work. And, and they're taught many other psychic skills as well. So anyway, we have different, um, 18 different scenarios that children experience uh, when they have these uh, encounters with the beings and taken to the spaceships. And um, so the, the point of the book is to validate for children, whomever would be lucky enough to see this book, uh, to validate their experiences, because many children uh, try to talk to their parents about 
unusual visitors in their room at night or seeing the earth from out there in space, you know, things that most children would not talk about. Mm. But, um, and so often the parents think that they're making it up or it's been a dream or it's their imaginary friend. Uh, they don't realize what it is that extraterrestrial visitors are actually coming and taking them for various experiences. So it helps the children who've had these experiences to feel validated about it. And it opens up the conversations uh, between the child and the parents or the babysitter or the grandparents or whomever might be uh, sharing this book with them. Uh, so we feel it's a real service to people. It's being republished right now and um, will be, and, but the original copies are, are available at any time. By the way, if anybody would like any of my books, there are four of them. Crop Circles Revealed is my first book, and then Alien Experiences, and then Meet the Hybrids, and now E.T. Friends in Space. So they're all available on my website, which is Barbara Lamb Regressions dot com and on the website oh there are all kinds of interesting things on the website including um, a way to um, contact me um, if you're interested in a regression yes. and also a way to uh, buy any of the books uh, you pay through paypal and then i get a notice from paypal and i send the book out and the, the, always the books have uh, a little message from me and the sig my signature as oh, well. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so it makes it easy okay. for people, right? If you buy any of these books through Amazon, uh, that's fine, except that you don't get the signature and the little message. Oh, okay. Then you do, and I always enjoy that very much. Good you know, to know. the books and writing a nice little message to whomever has ordered it awesome. so a youtube channel uh, my youtube channel that i am on with quite a number of interviews and even some lectures and that is youtube barbara lamb l-a-m-b e-t regressions so bar youtube Barbara Lamb, E.T. Regressions. That will get you to a whole bunch of uh, podcasts and interviews and uh, about various aspects of the extraterrestrial subject and uh, discussions, too, about other things like, like out-of-body experiences and orbs and having been an E.T. in past lives and a whole bunch of interesting subjects that, that I have had um, experiences with and I have a lot of information about from the various clients I have worked with. So by now I have done between 5,000 and 6,000 regressions. Wow. So there's a lot of, a lot of material yeah. in my own head. <laughs> yes, that's a lot for sure. 
Well, we are we are so thankful for you. And I know we talked about doing um, another show that'll be our fourth one, I think, total, counting the first one that we you and I had done by ourselves. So um, that one is going to be more of some of the positive regressions and activity that you've seen through with the other, with the extraterrestrials. And we'll get a date for that to you. Um, so you guys be, you guys watching, um, be ready for that and be looking for that. You can get on our YouTube and get the notifications and subscribe that way, you know, when that's coming up too, but Miss Barbara, you are amazing and just so sharp and like, wow, your memory and everything like you are, you're just on top of things like I wish I could like have a memory as good as yours and um just thank you for your time and you know there's been some tech stuff and all of that so thanks for your grace and your patience to to stick with us on that and um we just both of us love you so much and we just appreciate your gift like Craig was saying to us and to service and all of that so you know thanks and love from all of us Oh, yeah. thank you and love to you and all of your viewers. Awesome. <laughs> all right. And Craig's got his, um, he's got a new rumble channel and a meditation channel. You want to share a little bit about that, Craig? Yeah. I, again, I, I've not got anything lined up for the rumble channel as yet. I, I set it up for that one thing I did with Paul Keith Davis, but who knows where it's going to lead now. Um, I also have a, a, a meditation music channel because, um, I was really interested in what you're saying about the arts and, and music there, Barbara, as well, because like I say, I'm a musician and I've heard that before that, you know, that, that uh, beings out there are very impressed by our emotional capacity and they love our music. It's like, it's amazing to them, like what they hear. Um, so yeah, I, I create sort of ethereal soundscapes, which just help really sort of calm and, you know, get into sort of certain brainwave frequencies and things like that. So yeah, check it out. I think the, the, the link to it is in the bio if you want to check that out so thank you yeah oh, good. all right guys well thanks again for joining us and thank you for all of our subscribers thank you for our members we have member meetings um, once a month and we do lots of giveaways and um, have fun when we get together and it's a great time for us to see each other's faces and talk and ask questions and learn from one another and have a bit of a community um, that's just our little way of being able to be with each other when we can't necessarily be with each other in real life sometimes. So if you're interested in that, the link is there in the bio as well. And you guys have a wonderful, extraordinary day. Love to all of you. And we'll look forward to seeing you next Thursday at noon again, and we'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye.